0: Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Dodgers are the world champions, folks. Can you believe that? The Los Angeles Dodgers are the 2020 world champions of baseball. We're going to talk a lot about that. And yes, there is going to be a connection to hockey today. We'll get to that after the intermission. But first, I want to remind you, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show at LO underscore Ducks. If if my voice kind of gives out a little bit, I screamed a lot last night because I am a long-time Dodger fan. I'm a long, I guess, suffering Dodger fan. But also, we have a lot of fires nearby. Uh, The adjacent town... Currently is under evacuation, and unfortunately, one of those fires that originated in Yorba Linda has jumped towards Chino Hills just to really peel back the curtain today. Uh, That fire has started going north, so the smoke is all going towards my neighborhood. So unfortunately, even inside where I'm currently at, it is very smoky inside, so the voice may or may not give out, so this will be another short show because of that. Alright, but this won't be about hockey today. No, I think most of Southern California is not talking about any other sport besides baseball because of everything that happened. And if you lived anywhere in SoCal, even in Anaheim, they were lighting fireworks. But I also know plenty of Ducks fans that are also Dodger fans. And I got to say to all the Dodger fans out there that are listening, you have waited a long time for this. This one is legitimate. Congratulations to you guys. Congratulations on being a Dodger fan for this long, knowing what the struggle was like. And I know, I speak for myself here, you were uncertain until that final strike because you know how Dodger fans are. You have to wait till the final strike in order to celebrate. And celebrate they did. There were fireworks in East LA, fireworks out in the desert, unfortunately, because there's fires, fire or fireworks out in Anaheim. That was weird, but they there they were. Fireworks in Anaheim, there were fireworks in the Inland Empire, fireworks in San Bernardino, Riverside. People were celebrating all over the place. This one felt massive. So congrats to them. And the MVP of the World Series, by the way, was also the most valuable player for the NLCS. Corey Seager, who had some monstrous numbers. Even though Corey Seager was very important to the Dodgers in the World Series, and arguably deserved the World Series MVP. He was very good. I thought there were two other players that may have been more deserving. But just a quick rundown of last night's game. The Dodgers got off to a very fast. Or rather the Rays got off to a fast start. On the heels of a Randy Rosarena home run. Off of I think it was Tony Gonsolin. That made it 1-0. Blake Snell was dealing. Blake Snell had gone through five and a third innings, had nine strikeouts, and was about to face three guys that he had struck out every time. So my thought was, all right, so there was one hit. Austin Barnes, the light hitting catcher, got a base hit. One man on base. And you yank him right there? Yeah, Kevin Cash is going to be thinking about that one for a long, long time. And even myself watching that game... As soon as that move happened, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that Blake Snell was being pulled in that sort of an outing. He still had plenty of gas in the tank. He was still good to go. He had only thrown 70-something pitches. And you pull him right there in Game 6 of the World Series, right when you have the Dodgers where you want them, right when you're starting to stomp on their throat late in the game, that's when you pull him. Oh, no, 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 no. Kevin Cash, what are you doing? I'm sure my buddy Ulysses Umbrano is definitely salivating at talking about Kevin Cash over on Locked on Rays. So I can't wait to hear what he has to say about that later today. But in the meantime, uh, that proved to be a great move for the Dodgers because Mookie Betts got on base with a double. And then after that, you had a wild pitch. So then Barnsey came home. And then on a ground out that went straight to home, Mookie Betts got a terrific secondary jump, scored it, made it 2-1. Then Mookie Betts scored another run on a home run late in the game. So I thought Mookie Betts could have been a very good candidate for the most valuable player given the impact that he had, not just on the field with his amazing defensive prowess, But his hitting ability, his base running ability was very key. He stole multiple bases, really gave the Rays pitching the willies. And the way he scored those runs at home, you know, great secondary leads, great jumps, great instincts. Mookie Betts made a huge difference on the base paths, and that cannot go unnoticed. I thought he could have won MVP, but someone else I thought could have been very deserving of the MVP was Clayton Kershaw. Six years ago, I wrote an article about the case for Clayton Kershaw being the MVP. And that got a little bit of play. And he did win Most Valuable Player that year. So Kershaw has always been a bit of a personal favorite player of mine. But he went 2-0 in the World Series and slayed those demons, especially on that pressure-packed Game 5 where it was practically a must win for the Dodgers. With all the pressure in the world, Kershaw came out and threw an absolute gem in Game 5. So for him to go undefeated in the World Series, have a great ERA in the World Series, he could have easily been deserving of winning the MVP award. And frankly, I thought should have. But again, Corey Seager, he was very good in the World Series. He was very deserving. So it could have gone either way. But congrats to Sieg's on winning the MVP. And once again, congrats to the Dodgers. First title in 32 years. 32 years, guys. Can you imagine not winning a Stanley Cup for over 32 years? If the Ducks waited 32 years, they wouldn't win again till 2039. And they're almost halfway there. So imagine Dodger fans waiting a generation for this. It took a while, but they got there. So, yeah, it just feels really good. But there was one story that kind of marred it, and I am going to tie it to hockey when we come back after the intermission. But I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They are back and better than ever with such great flavors as Cherry barcia, Cookies and Cream, Double Chocolate, among others. And there are several bar flavors that come from a nut-free facility. Or if you like peanut butter, they have those kind of flavors as well. But if you don't like uh, peanuts in your built Bars, then they have plenty of other fantastic flavors. They're only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. So not only do they taste good, but they are very healthy for you. So head over to builtbar.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON. To get 20% off your next order of Built Bar. Once again, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They are very marshmallowy and made from 100% dark chocolate. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. Yeah, coming up after the intermission, we're gonna talk about the tie-in between hockey and Major League Baseball, in particular. The commissioners. Hmm. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And now that I've cleared my throat, I'm feeling a little bit better now. Uh, We're going to move on with the rest of the show. Once again, this is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever and I'm still reeling over the fact that the Dodgers are the world's champions, but there was one major storyline that came out of this game afterwards, and this was a big deal across the sports world, the sports landscape. Just when you thought that Major League Baseball had escaped COVID in the bubble, yeah, that didn't happen. And there was a bit of a background here. So apparently there was 11,000 fans per game allowed in the stadiums, and Some of these with the roof closed. So these were not outdoor events with 10,000 plus fans. No, these were indoor events with 10,000 plus fans. But Rob Manfred doesn't care about that. As long as COVID doesn't affect revenue, he doesn't care. The fans are already there. They've already paid for their tickets. The World Series is already practically over. So why should he care about that, apparently? What am I talking about? Well, it was revealed approximately 20 minutes after the conclusion of the Dodgers winning the World Series that Justin Turner, one of the star players for the Dodgers, had tested positive for COVID-19. This is a big deal for multiple reasons. So I'll get to exactly what happened. They took The Dodgers took a test the previous day. At the time, that first test came back inconclusive. So because it was inconclusive, the Dodgers took another test right when they arrived at the stadium, and it was revealed fairly late in the game, which I don't know if I believe this, but Turner was informed during the middle of the game, actually around the 7th or 8th inning, that he had tested positive. He had to immediately leave the game. So that's when the Dodgers made all those defensive switch changes. That's when Kike Hernandez came in the game. So at first... People thought it was an injury. And just looking at my Twitter, um, I said he had to leave the game. And there was an air quote on one of those pro tweets. It was an air quote around the word injury. I didn't know what exactly that meant. That could have meant a myriad of things. And in the back of my mind, I didn't say it out loud. But I thought, this can't be what I think it is, right? Because of the air quotes? Well, it turns out it actually was it was there that Turner had tested positive or rather he was informed that he had tested positive. This was the news at the time. As we learned this morning, it turns out that first test was not inconclusive at the time it was, but they looked at the test again and it turns out that first test was indeed positive. So Justin Turner didn't have one positive test. He had two positive tests And as we speak this morning, the Dodgers are still in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They're still in their hotel room, and they're all testing. They're testing everybody that was there. And I'm sure we'll get those results later this afternoon or tonight. But the fact that they have to stay there, and if more players or personnel test positive, the Dodgers could stay in that hotel room quarantined for as long as two weeks. Yeah, just when you thought the bubble was safe. But apparently the bubble doesn't work in Major League Baseball when Rob Manfred is running things. Apparently not. So here's how I'm going to tie this in. Look at Gary Bettman is salivating at this. Uh, Manfred got booed horrifically yesterday for a plethora of reasons. Rob Manfred got booed because of the whole Astros scandal, because of the cheating scandal. The Astros got a slap on the wrist on that one. Madfred got booed because of the way he handled COVID-19 across Major League Baseball. He got booed because he's not able to fix labor relations between the players in the union. He got booed for all of those reasons. Meanwhile, look at the job Gary Bettman has done. And I never thought I would say this in my life, but the next time you see Gary Bettman on the ice, don't boo him. Look what Bettman did during the COVID break. He brought hockey back to Canada, which apparently cares a lot more about player health and player safety by having these very, very strict bubbles, not having any cases inside the bubble before, during, or afterwards. There were no positive cases in the bubble. They were very strict, but very good about this. And something that still gets overlooked during this whole break, but Gary Bettman helped bring both sides together, and they had a collective bargaining agreement extension. Keep that in mind. He extended the CBA for five years. So we're not going to possibly have a strike for a long time, and he did it effectively were he still able to have a flat salary cap. So compare the two, and it's obvious. Gary Bettman did a much better job handling covid than rob manfred ever did and i loved seeing the quotes from some of my colleagues saying man Bettman is just salivating at this like yeah you you bet he is yeah he's actually a more beloved and is a better commissioner right now than the mlb commissioner rob manfred it's sad to say but manfred was slurring his words a little bit he looked a little bit drunk Last night, to be honest, he looked despondent because he knew what had happened and he knew he was going to be in hot water and he is absolutely in hot water because allowing that many fans with the roof closed, an enclosed space and, you know, just hearing from the grapevine that there may have been some fans that have tested positive for COVID-19 or experiencing symptoms. So you have some fans in that big stadium that may or may not have COVID. And then you have a lot of other fans, 11,000 other fans that may or may not have caught COVID there as well. So you got to worry about all those fans that turned out, they should all start testing for COVID as well and see if they have it too. This is not just a one-time thing. This unfortunately is a horrific trend and something that's going to continue because This morning's numbers came back, and the numbers are soaring for COVID once again. So it's just a bad look for baseball, and I can't believe they even went through with it. But again, we send our best wishes to Justin Turner and his family. Hope they're all okay. And yeah, that's how I'm going to tie it together. And that's how I'm going to end the show today, just because my voice is given out again. But I want to thank you all for listening. We will have another new show tomorrow. And we'll see how it goes. But I want to thank you all. And just a reminder that we are going to have a break from the program coming very soon. So, yeah, let's just see how things go. But, again, congrats to the Dodgers on winning the World Series. And hope that they're all healthy and hope they're all fine flying back to L.A. Uh, You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show at LO underscore Ducks. I thank you all once again for listening. It is greatly appreciated, and thanks for continuing to listen, and thank you all. You know, the numbers have been good on this program. You guys are still listening, so I got to thank all of you for continuing to listen. And I want to know who's listening. Drop me a line on Twitter. Tell me if you guys are listening. Tell me if you're enjoying the show. And thank you all once again. And for those of you affected by the fires, please, please stay safe. If you're still evacuated, stay safe. Family comes first. Safety comes first. All right, I'm going to end the show there. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good rest of the day. Please, please stay safe out there. And congrats to the Dodgers Once again, stay safe and ducks fly together.